Hi, and welcome to Keen Minds, where we're covering Season 5, Episode 9 of NBC's The Blacklist, Ruin. I'm Jen, a.k.a. Takata Cycle. And I am Tessa, about the only optimist left in this podcast. Yeah, guys, even I've fallen off my entirely optimistic horse and probably been run over by it by this point. So, and just so you know, I'm seeing from here Jen's giant glass of wine, and you cannot see, but I have a uh, decent sized glass of like 45 year old port. Uh, oh, I didn't realize that was port. Gosh, yeah. share. Mm. See, this is the only way I got through the episode last night. Wine, wine does wonders. Um, <laughs> I, did, I only needed this for the podcast, I was fine with the episode, <laughs> but I've been shaking since the morning. Apparently, I have her podcast. terrified. <laughs> see, she can actually see my face. <laughs> None of the rest of you have seen my face when I'm ranting. But you've mm-hmm. seen my blog. Probably most of the people that have li- that have listened to our podcast have probably seen my blog today. With, with the anons I've had and my responses have been a little less chipper than usual. Yeah, we can say that. Uh, you know what? We always ask, did you enjoy the episode? Tessie, you want to go first? And uh, yes, I did. I actually enjoy the episode very much. I do see the comparison to Kate May. Not it's not about the quality of the writing because Kate May was an episode almost. Um, I always compare it to a poem or 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 the lyrics of a song. It's not. It was a linear. Uh, it had a lot of mythology, but very well uh, disguised as something else. I enjoyed this. It was a tour de force for Megan Boone. I think that she did terrific. And I actually, I was satisfied with what I got. So I know that I'm I'm pretty much alone among most of the Keen 2 fans and the Tom Keen fans in actually liking the direction of the show and, and it being something I expected it from it. So that said, how about you, Jen? <laughs> Well, I, l- let's go off of what I liked to begin with, because um, we'll get into the details as we go along of the likes and dislikes. I, I did think Megan did excellent. Uh, Megan was top of her game. She she was very believable, very good. I, I very much enjoyed her performance. I enjoyed the wake. I mean, I... <laughs> Yeah, otherwise, I, I have some very definite opinions about the writing, and I, I I think what hurts the most is that I have been a staunch supporter of these writers for quite a while now. Um, I For anybody that, that knows my history and fandom, I came out of another show in which the writers are apparently kind of notorious for starting strong and then just flittering off into the universe and forgetting that they are capable of writing a full story. Um, and so I came into the blacklist very jaded and the Johns kind of, you know, got restored me to your faith. Yeah. They, they restored my faith in TV writing, which I, as a writer myself, I, I needed. And because I, I have a lot of love for TV. I have a lot of love for that kind of storytelling. And, I had gotten to the point for probably a couple seasons where I had, uh, since we've started this podcast, so over a year now, at least since the beginning of season four, um, probably at least halfway through season three, I really latched on to the writers in 
I don't know if I put them on a pedestal or if there have just been so many changes recently. I, I don't know if this is accurate, but I think I heard that they lost six senior writers. Do you know? Um, no. What, season I five. I, I, the number I heard was six, but that was from another fan, so I don't know if that's accurate. Um, but, but that's what I heard. Um, six senior writers. I, I do know there's been a big turnover with the, the fifth season. I think there were some budget cuts. And there's... Definitely, like, I, I've seen it. Um, I, as much as I hated the fall finale, and you guys remember how depressed I was, I, uh, I know that they, they said that they were going to put it a uh, week later was the original plan, I said, oh, thank you for not doing that, because my birthday was nearly ruined with it being a week out. I, I managed to kind of pull myself together within that week <laughs> so that I could do Thanksgiving and birthday. That would have been the world's worst birthday present ever, to get that the day before my birthday. Um, but I, I hated that episode, but it wasn't a complaint necessarily with the writing. The, I disagree with the writing choices in Killing Tom, but the quality of the episode writing, I had no argument with, with, uh, episode 509, or 508. I had a lot of issues with 509. I and let's was... start by the things we like, <laughs> which are probably the um, the reminiscence. So let's start by the reminiscence um, of the wake. You like the wake? So I let's... did. The, the wake was my was my scene. Um, I enjoyed everybody coming together. Uh, I, I do wish they'd kind of gone to more things. Um, it would have been nice. I mean, they're they're limited by time. Um, that that's always part of the issue. Um, is that they, they can only do so much. It was a very brief flashback to that. But I did enjoy them, you know, <laughs> Cooper's story about about Tom having Karakurt in the back of the trunk. I mean, it was such a fun scene back in season three. And, you know, Wrestler talking about, I mean, a near-death fight that he went at with Tom. I mean, I think that that's where his opinion of the man started to change. We've talked about that. We've discussed how the rest, how, how the Tesla bromance that never actually came fully around, um, but but how that began to change back in season three, and that respect started to grow between the two men. And you could see that. You could see that clip in the wake, and that was nice. It, it was nice to see that. It was. I, I, um, yeah, it was a, it was a very nice, you know, cute scene where they were actually talking about the things that they like about Tom, that he was good in the field, that, you know, he was charming about having character in the trunk and, you know, and, and, and it brought to mind all those great moments, um, with them. Um, so let's move on to the next one. How about, um, Liz at Tom's grave. That scene to me was so, so sad. And I, to me, it was well done. Uh, it was very well done. I only, I, I've only watched the episode once. Um, and so I, I didn't back it up or anything to listen to her again. I, I missed some of the things she said because she was kind of choking on her words, which, like I told the roomie when we were watching it, I said, I have no idea what she just said. Not because, in, you know, anybody was talking over it or anything, but because she was choking on it. I said, but honestly, that, that fits for the moment, so it's not, like, it, it, it fit well. And, I mean, Megan was great. She, she, she did yeah. a, she brought her A game and then some, especially yeah. to that scene. 
And 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 here I have to mention a little thing about that. Did you notice the keen Tom instead of Tom Keen? It's a way of doing tombstones. It's not very common. Usually you put Tom Keen instead of Keen Tom. Well, no, not not when you're married because typically the the spouse will be married will be buried right next to you, and so that's the Keen plot. That's how my family does it anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's, it's again, I know, I know, but listen, Keen Tom, Keen Tom, King Tom, and we're talking about Queen Elizabeth, oh. King Tom, okay. Queen Elizabeth. I, I haven't latched on to that one. Um, that's I. It's possible. Ready. I mean, it's, I don't it's, know whether I don't know what it's about, but all I can say is I noticed in, in that episode it was repeated mention of Queen Elizabeth in that deleted scene with Sam that was also Queen Elizabeth. Um, so here we are. We have knights. We have queens. We have kings. King Tom. And a name that was chosen that actually sounds like King in a, in a, in a show that has a lot of uh, chess references. And chess boards and and people playing chess. So. Potentially, potentially. Um, I I personally just saw it. Like I said, I, you know, where where my family's, the majority of them are buried. Like where my grandparents are buried and such. You have, you know, the name written along the top, and then you have written beneath. But um, you have that underneath, and it's a double tombstone. And so typically, but that one in, didn't in my, have room for another. Next to it only home. had husband and father. It didn't have anything. <laughs> Liz already has hers picked out because she has some other person buried there. <laughs> well, they have they have so many they can choose. And so, um, that kind of would have been funny. It wouldn't have been appropriate for the episode, but it kind of would have been funny if they had put his right next to her fake one. Um. Mm. I, I told a friend today. What I said, that I either, have been telling? I said I either gotta laugh or cry at this at this point. I I'm so angry and I I'm so upset. I'm I'm sticking in for it for several reasons. I want to know wrestler. I want to know the end all to the wrestler story arc that they've basically dropped. They're gonna come back to it. I know, but they they've left out in the rain forever. And I want to see that they don't ruin Samarn and Aram. And you know they will. Anything that comes and they if and John they touches nice. it, if John touches a relationship, it dies. He said something the other day about not knowing how to write relationships. I was like, apparently, <laughs> you told us you were going to respect the Keen family. This is not how you respect a family unit, buddy. <laughs> well, they did. They no, did they for the genre. No, they. This is they not respecting the- a. No. For the genre, you gotta get the genre in there. For oh, the genre, they no. happen to have a family. They were loved. They experienced Break love. They had a child. The mold. That is what they did with Tom. Hang on. That is what they did with Tom Keene. They created a spy that broke the mold. He was not just a spy. He was not just a field operative. He was a man that also learned to love, learned to have a family, learned all the new levels of love. His story created a new type of spy that had a bunch of people that normally wouldn't have been on board with the the genre much more interested in him. I know, but at the end of the genre and 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 I and I guess let's say that Tom had not been taken and he had been grown up as Christopher, he would have ended up exactly where he ended up. A man able to have a family and a perfect spy. 
it's all I'm saying. That the, the show, it, it, it's, I, I always keep saying, and I point out, and I feel, I, I said it in my blog, I feel like, like you know, like, they're having, we're having a picnic by a dam, and, and there is a little crack, and I keep pointing to the crack, and, you know, I'm like the kid, and all the adults are, like, having this fight about the master, and you were supposed to bring the master, and you are supposed to bring the hot dogs, and meanwhile, I'm like, the dam, the dam, and the water trickles, and, and the hot dogs, and everybody's like, shh, 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 the dam. That's exactly how I feel. Um, <laughs> I know it's it's a weird. I'm not gonna say um, what went through my head. It's okay. <laughs> very very dark thought went through my head. <laughs> Share please. <laughs> Maybe it'll crack and it'll just wash us all away and we'll be okay. Um, <laughs> I told you well, it was dark. <laughs> um, yeah. See, that's that's it, the it thing. Is I I have no problem with the darkness. The route they you went, just want light at the end. And, I just and... want, no, I want the light at the end of the tunnel not to be the train about to hit us. Well, I, I always say, you know, that that's a genre, and, and you can't see around me, but this is only part, behind me there is books and books, and, and this is only a small part because I got rid of all my collections several times in my life. So this is just the last collection, the last batch of them. And not to mention that when I lived in New York, there was a fantastic thing called the Mercantile Library that had a fantastic collection of mysteries. Is that where we needed to go? Because we went to the main library and we're kind of disappointed with the lack of books. No, the 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 Mercantile Library is a it's a it's a small collection, but it is fantastic for mystery and spy. And so when I lived in Manhattan, I used to have a membership there, and I think I must have consumed all of them. Because uh, I used to go there and I get, I, I think you could get only like 10, but they got to know me so well that I would take out 20 books and I would read basically a book a day or sometimes two. So I'm a very fast reader. Um, so um, the most important episode for me, the one that I keep pointing out is Leonard, is, is Dr. Linus Creel. And Creel had, you know, it's a... The, the violence, your response to violence or love, it baked in. And it's the more you see of your parents, the, the more you understand yourself. And I think that, the, that, that what we're seeing in the blacklist is you can, you can run, but you cannot run from yourself because at the end, it's your, it's your own, um, your own, personality and your traits that you inherit plus the things that you've done as an adult or as a child that come and do what what happened in your life like Liz was able to talk wrestler out of killing uh, um, Johnica and Tom was able to talk him out of killing Solomon but nobody would have been able to talk Tom or Liz out of killing somebody they wanted to kill Oh, they failed. They needed to kill. Well, I think there's a difference in between wrestler and and Liz and Tom. Wrestler is someone on the on the grayscale. There is, he's on the much lighter end of the grayscale. It would have weighed much heavier on him. And the people that Liz and Tom kill, they feel whether they should or not. That that's completely off the radar here but they feel like in that moment that they have to kill that person take the the um harbor master for instance 
that that's a very controversial kill for for Tom. But in that moment, to protect Liz, Tom felt like this guy had to die. Somebody mm-hmm. had to kill him. Liz wasn't going to do it. Nobody else was going to do it. So he hopped up there and he broke the man's neck. Not because the guy was a bad person. He might have been. He might not have been. Nobody knows. That's a, you know, it's, it's what it is. But he felt like this guy was a threat to Liz. Ergo, mm. he had to go. Yeah. But but my point was that it, there is something that is baked in in who you are and that it, it's the point of, of the show. And, and there is a reason why I don't I don't know about 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 uh, you were talking earlier about um, off the record about uh, spy TV. But I know spy movies and spies by who they are by the lives they live and by who they have to be in order to survive don't have happy endings they never do okay here's where i come from on that it's for me from from the position that i come from it is a tv versus movie situation it's the amount of time that you have to get connected with this man or woman Mm-hmm. In a movie, I I've never seen Jason Bourne, but there's four movies. Four? I don't know. I lost track of them. Uh, yeah, there, there's four or five movies, something like that. But James but, Bond is just as okay, good, or yeah, any of the or, other. Okay, I've seen I've seen all the James Bond movies, I believe. Um, I, I'm a James Bond fan. I enjoy James Bond. But you basically, while there are things that connect and carry over movie to movie, you're basically looking at a two-hour slot there. Mm-hmm. That you are connected to this person. You start off at the beginning. You meet him. He meets one of the chicks that he's about to, you know, get involved with, and then he meets another chick that he's getting involved with, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. He he goes on his thing. He fights the bad guy, loses something, wins something, and in the end, he comes out. But he's lost. He's lost all the emotional. Uh, you know, the girl is typically dead by the end of it. Somehow, or bad. Or, or bad, either bad, dead, or gone. Mm-hmm. And so she never lasts. Money Penny is the only girl that lasts in his life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's two, two and a half hours of your life. The Blacklist, I don't even know how many hours. I mean, even, I'm not a numbers person, but, you know... Five and a half seasons. Well, we're going to have a hundred episodes soon, so or that's so. Yeah, yeah. Um, so a hundred so hours. Yeah, about a hundred hours. Plus, for those of us that are crazy like Tessa and I are, that have done so many rewatches that we might as well, you know, know it by heart by this point. I mean, all all of those hours that we've spent on this, and, and to be fair, you can do that with a movie as well. But all of those hours for four and a half seasons. It's more. You have more time and more emotional investment in general. And I mean, I know that some people, there are going to be exceptions to this. But you're spending more hours with Elizabeth Keene, the build-up, and the emotional investment into her as a character. And into Reddington as a character. At this point, personally, and and I I am, the, the type of writing that I do, the type of writing that I enjoy, I... And, and I'm a I'm a dystopian writer. I, I write some dark stuff, but <laughs> there always has to be some glimmer of hope at the end. I see personally, I see no point 
in an ending in which you are two leads, both of them are as dark or darker into the depths of horrible desperation as they started. And that's where we're heading. It, it feels fatalistic to me. It feels like you can't escape your genes. That, oh, well, she knows Reddington's her father now. She's gonna have to be a horrible person. Oops. And, oh, and, oh. and to be fair, the show's not done. And, and we won't know if that's where they're going until that final episode and, and they oh. reveal everything. But oh. right now it feels incredibly fatalistic to me. Well, um, I, I think that that I see your I hear your point, and and I'm not sure that I can counteract your point in any way that would make sense to you. Other than to say that, um, I'm not sure that they ever told you this was going to be any different. I'm not, I mean, you, you, you're going on a journey and, and the thing is that everybody, everybody comes in and I'm, I'm surprised because in most of this, of this, of this series, you more or less have an idea what the series is about, but I have never seen a show capable of generating the level of passion and the level of photo the, the range of things that people are seeing in this, it's like the virtual elephant that, you know, you got a bunch of blind people describing. Honestly, that that's fandom. That is fandom in general. I, I know that you haven't well, been involved in many fandoms, but... Oh my many... god, and could I have avoided this one? <laughs> I know, right? I, I, some days I question my sanity and still being in it. Um, I think I have friends in other fandoms continuously questioning my sanity and staying in it. Um, I had someone yesterday, they found out that someone had sideswiped me on someone, no, on the attack on someone else, I got sideswiped on it, just because I'm a Gein Squared shipper, and someone hates me because of it. Um, sorry for breathing your air, but I had a friend from another fandom go, who's being mean to you? I'll get them. <laughs> I was like, no, I I'll swear you people them. wonder. I'll eat them, yes. Yeah, that was that was lovely, by the way. That was hilarious. Um, no, but, but my point is that that I, I you think it's fandom, but I am not. It's fandom, and maybe it is fandom because it, it's this I mean, fandom. It's this I, fandom. I, I do have that way. I, I do have casual viewers, and and all my casual viewers are completely on board with what it is. None of them have any doubts as to what they're seeing. You, you do have to be. You, you do have to take into account, though, the casual viewers. You know the casual viewers. I know the casual viewers. Joe Schmo knows. They are going to more than likely be more in your corner, not because they are big fans like we are, but because they're obviously friends of yours for a reason. You're going to have at least similar, you know, points well, of Well, some of them this. are family or, or in-laws that have, the only thing they have in common with me that we have somebody in common with at four degrees of separation. So, and, you know, it could be. We do need to actually get back to the episode soon. Yeah. We, we've gone off on such a tangent, and that's a great deal my fault, because I'm I, I'm in um, full-blown rant mode, and but so I can't... My, 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 my point with this is that for some people, this is a procedural. And I think that for anybody who was under the impression that this was a procedural, 
is by now furious. Like, why would we go back to red and list catching blacklisters with the post office? Because it was never that. It only had an appearance of it until you realize in 122, if you hated Tom, you were not going to realize it by looking at his board because you probably didn't even look at the scenes where he was in. But if you uh, had looked at that, you had realized even before Liz realized it, that that's what he was doing. Uh, other people think that that there was that there was um, they watch it like the shippers, they watch it for that romantic thing. And and that. And that was it, it's it, it, in the in the genre is is one of those things that happen. I think this one actually got a lot of nice things for King too, and I'm always saying like that's going to be the only people who are going to end up happy because it's the canon. I never said we were always going to be happy, but happier than the rest because you got something. Um, so that 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 is my thing. Um, let's go into the next thing that we like on the about the uh, the flashbacks, and let's get into the really meaty meaty thing of the uh, flashbacks. Oh, we we didn't get into the rehab yet. I thought it was interesting because it gives us a very good timeline that probably by the time we reach the the beginning of Ruin, it's been two years. Yeah, I I do agree with that. Um, I, I do think for, for all my complaints about them apparently not being able to keep time on this show sometimes, um, which I do have this complaint on this episode, that goes the eyes. Hmm? goes the eyes. <laughs> Flash red. <laughs> um, but I, I do have that, you know, that issue with this one. Um, but that, as you just said, that was a very good way to keep time and, and I think that's why I have so many complaints with the writing on this episode is because I expect better. I, I know the quality that these writers, the talent and the quality these writers can write at. And that tells me that they just didn't match to their potential. And that mm. makes me very angry. And I, I disagree. And we will go into that because that's going to be a, a um, you're going to have a rant. I'm going to have a rant about the rants um, and not necessarily only yours, but rants in general and, and the thing. So, but let's, let's, let's move on to, into the meaty stuff of Scotty, because a lot of people were like, it's no way that Liz is going to get Scotty, uh, to, to take care of Agnes. I wasn't sure. Give me sure. your thoughts. Uh, I wasn't sure. Um, I, I, I think I leaned more towards no, I can't remember for sure if I put enough thought into it to, to lean one way for sure or the other. I, I've been relatively careful not to make too many predictions recently because I, when, when I predict correctly, I'm all for predictions. When I get a huge blow to it, I get very uncertain about my predictions. And so that's just what I do. And I tend to kind of back off for a while. Um, and that's where I'm at now is I, I obviously misread these writers to some degree. Uh, I don't know if I misread them, if they changed. I, I really don't know. I have no way of knowing. Um... You know, it's easy It's easy on the outside to say, oh, they changed their minds. But, well, we, I, you I know, do... I, I, I don't know. I, I, I have no way to know that. And because I don't, I can't say that they have. Um, and I have no, no, b besides the fact that they changed from what Emotional I... Emotional reaction to yeah. it? Oh, yeah. And that's, and that's the thing. I, I do, I am aware I'm having a very... No, no, but what is your emotional reaction oh, oh, to? Oh, what's my oh, to, to her sending her with Scotty? Yeah, eh, it's 
all right. Um, I I had more issue with the fact that they didn't set it up correctly than the fact that Agnes went with Scotty. I understood Liz's reasoning. I have no problem really with Liz's reasoning. I go back to the fact that I don't think that this family has been respected as the showrunner promised they would be, but whatever. Um, that's It's his well, story, I think not mine. He meant, I think he only meant that he was not going to have Tom leave or abandon them. Um. <laughs> but maybe it is that you have a different idea and he's going with a genre. What I think at the moment that he was doing it, it was like, oh, he's not going to... It was about when redemption happened. It was going to be like, okay, we're not going to send Tom and abandon Liz. I, I, will... I think that's what he meant. And he never did. Tom never abandoned Liz. He went on a journey like like Liz did, like the, Liz two cases. But in this... In this um, and that's that's what I always took it to mean. I never I never took it as it's a promise that he's not gonna die or or they're gonna be because I I, I honestly Katerina Tom has always been a parallel to Katerina and Katerina is presumed dead, so there goes. I I was always kind of oh I think that eventually they might go there may might not they might not they did anyway um. But no, I, I don't have a, like, I understand that they just want her off the show. I get it. Kids are hard to cast. Kids are hard to keep on set. Kids are expensive to keep on set. I get that. They don't have a place for her. That's fine. They need her off. Scotty makes more sense than Red. Um, my biggest issue with it is that it would have taken a throwaway line or two during during the front half of this season for Tom to say, yeah, I gotta fly up to New York to, to testify against Howard. I mean, it's okay. brief, instantaneous. Well, I mean, so, so quick. But they chose not to. Okay. They knew this was what? happening. They knew this was happening the entire season, and they chose not to. Um, okay. You wanted me to rant. I know. I well. <laughs> I know, but you wanted me to rant. You can't stop me mid mid stride. When I get started, I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. Playing. Yeah, this podcast is. It was very short at five and a half hours. <laughs> I'm just saying. You asked me a question. Let me answer. It. All right, keep answering. No, it. no, I'm good now. Go. <laughs> I've lost right. my. I've lost my. So rant. Go. this is. <laughs> God, you got alcohol. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, we just. By the way, I, I warned her before this. If I sound angry at her, I'm not angry at Tessa. I'm just really pissed at the writers right now. <laughs> I'm just glad that it's just a screen between us. Um, I, I love Tessa dearly. It, I'm not angry at her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, let's see what she says at the end of this episode. <laughs> because. Um, Don't judge me I'm for a... my views. I won't judge you for your views. That's where good. we stand. <laughs> good, good, good. Long uh, so two th ways. Th this is this is what I gotta say. Um, if you remember at the beginning of the season when they was asking whether Scotty would be back or 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 Howard would be back, uh, um, Camp said no, she won't be back. Uh, we don't have any plans. And, and I think that at that point, 
it, you know, that this is where writing for TV instead of a movie is different because you never know what's going to happen. And at the po point where you're starting the series and you're starting to write the episodes, you may not know who's going to be available or not. And for example, I knew that Terry was pretty much gone from the show because he's working on another show. And uh, I think he's one of the main characters. So that was pretty much, you know, uh, a no-go. So I had a feeling that Howard was going to fade into the background into something that we would not know. But then he said that Scott is not going to come back. Then, bam, Scott is there. So I think what happened is it was a, a target of opportunity that she was able to do uh, I don't know if she will be a recurring character from on. I have a feeling she won't. She would just take Agnes and go. And that presented a way of 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 wrapping up redemption um, that they didn't know that they were going to do this way. That's what I think it happened. That's Let me finish. Bite that mm -hmm. thought. And I, that that they, at that moment, they couldn't have done it in five for one or five for two because they didn't know if this is the way they were going to go. I think that they were, they they had to get away to get access, Agnes off the show. Not for the reasons that you think, not because it was it's tough to deal with, um, it, it's expensive because you need, you need uh, twins or triplets to play the role, then you have your soul limited as to the hours and the conditions of the hours they can sign, all that. It is because you have to do the parallel to Liz. Liz going away from her parents and Tom being kidnapped, you had to go there. And, and Megan did say something about that. And I, I'm okay with it. Like, I'm not angry at Liz for sending Agnes away. The reason she gave was very legitimate. I think that's the reason she... I, I believe Blacklister actually made the comment on there, and I agree with her on that, is that Scotty... You know, Tom was not widely known as Christopher Hargrave. Ergo, Scotty was a very good choice in the... Mm -hmm. Nobody's going to look for Agnes with Scotty. And people could be, because Liz doesn't know at this point why these people came after Tom. She has no idea mm -hmm. why they were after him. They obviously She knows that they're related her. to Red. No, and she doesn't know and that he, yet. Yes, she does. Because the guy said in her hearing, call oh, Reddington, and Tom said no. If she remembers that, because head injuries, you can have blank spots. I don't but know if she remembers that. she's remembering things. She's yeah. remembering, I, I saw them... I don't know what it was about. So, but she had an idea, and to me, it made perfect sense. You, you're yeah. accomplishing two things: you're getting yourself a logistical nightmare from having a child in the show. However, I love the idea that she had a child because it had to happen. We're basically exploring Red's circumstances through Liz, and in order to do that, first, Agnes had to be in some sort of danger. Liz had to be feel unable to be a parent and that getting her away with somebody who was unrelated was a better choice than to keep her with her. And I think what we're going to see is that the, the fight is going to be, will Liz ever feel that she can go back and be a parent? And I think, you know, that, that scene that I mentioned probably about three times in every podcast the deleted scene between Tom and Red. Yeah. I swear that, that gets mentioned a... as much as us fawning over Eddie Gatheggy. So. Yeah. 
<laughs> and we will uh, today because I have other parallels there. Um, there is, um, and that's that's a, a very important thing to understand is we are not seeing Liz's story. They're not using Liz to see whether we can get, you know, get our journey. Her journey has to go through the journey that Ren went in order to see whether at the end of that journey she will make a better choice than Red or not. And the point of that journey is that at the end of everything, Red abandoned her. Red, because she he was hell-bent on revenge, felt unable to be a parent. That's what Kate May is about, is him reckoning. The, I keep telling people, the man that he wanted to kill and just felt deserved to die but didn't kill is not Tom. It's himself. It's the father. But the father wouldn't allow the criminal to die. He was talking about himself. He felt that he was unworthy of being a father. Yet he couldn't abandon his child. So what he did was to leave her with, with Sam because he went in that revenge. And I knew that they have to put Liz in exactly the same circumstances. So to me, Scotty was a perfect idea. But I understand that they may not have known if she was going to be available. Therefore, they couldn't have dropped the hints that would have made sense. And I think that considering that, I think they did pretty good. I will say, I, I understand what you're saying on that. I, I get that. But I will also say, these people get paid to make it make sense. It is their job to make this make sense. They did not do that with this scene. Which, and, and I understand, I am personally offended with this because I very much enjoyed Redemption. I understand this is partially a very emotional reaction. It's also a writing reaction. And sometimes I feel like they just fall short in tremendous ways on television. And one of my favorite actors the other day, I was reading something he wrote about, you know, someone had called a, and this has nothing to do with Blacklist, it's a different, or a different actor on a different show. But he said, guys, stop taking this so seriously about, you know, if they were, their plot, not plot holes, but like, you know, inconsistencies. But in a show like Blacklist, where so many things means, are connected, and you have to figure out if it's a puzzle piece or if it's not, I just don't feel like they have room for sloppy writing. And this episode had so much. Why did you feel it's sloppy writing? Did you I, see I, I, that scene? That scene was horrible horribly sloppy coming in you, even if you even if you look and i saw something that you posted today on tumblr with a timeline even if you assume that it's it's overlapped that redemption and and the show is overlapped and that yes they did and, and i understand that and i agree with that but even if you look at that they made the comment at the end of redemption that scotty if she fought with her lawyers because she had halcyon lawyers to back her it was going to take months maybe even years to figure this thing out and get it all untangled okay howard would have fought this tooth and nail scotty had enough dirt on her that she actually did that it would have come up just to have her oh look she's free and Oh my gosh, apparently they had time for son and, and mother therapy somewhere in there, and Tom loved her so much, even though she had Solomon beat the hell out of him and nearly kill his wife. He wanted to love her, but there were so many issues in there to have that. They, they could have done the exact same scene without some of the wording 
and it's it would have worked so much better. They could have reworked it, even not knowing Famke could have gotten there. They could have reworked that. They are paid to make this work. It did not work. Okay, can I say now something? Okay, a lot of, of the anger is, I think that is, and I feel personally responsible because I I had a timeline and I, I think that a lot of people saw it and kind of thought that that was it, in which basically the end of of Whitehall and the end of Kate Kaplan started. Well, no, 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 it does. It does. Hold on. Hold on. There is dialogue there that nobody's paying attention to that, that, you know, we see that Tom is getting ready to come back, right? And Kat stumbles, you know, covered in blood. And, of course, then we see him picking up the, the, the suitcase, and he's perfectly fine. That should have been one clue to me, and bad me, that's my bad. I, I didn't think it I didn't think it through and when we saw those lines in 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 502 it should have been a giant ginormous clue maybe but to be fair in multiple times through this show they've had cuts and bruises for two episodes and then the next episode you know what takes place days later and they're completely gone it has to do with special effects department yeah but they but, have but that's always, not what I'm going to they always we had have issues lines. with that we, but that that was my first clue, and and in the blacklist is very rare that you only find one thing pointing to something to a clue. Then we had some bizarre lines. Liz tells Tom, she says something to the effect, "You're back. You're really there. I have so many questions for you. Like where you've been." That was the giant neon sign that I missed, and it was right there in front of me. And and that this is not the first time it has happened that I have gone to go back and look, and it's like, oh, there it is. There it is, and I didn't see it because it is. That was the giant thing. So this is not a trial. Hold on, hold on. This is not a trial. This is not regular stuff. Between the time that Tom, think about it. Nobody knew he was he was Christopher Hargrave. He's buried as Tom Keene. So this never came out in the open. This is not a trial with, with the staff and the lawyers. This is something that happened very undercover, very under, um, you know, in hearings. And it, it got pushed under the carpet that Liz didn't know what Tom was doing. It was super secret. Because think about it. You're talking about... A giant insecurity in in, in 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 national security that is somewhat compromised. So I have a feeling that all of this got under the carpet, got fixed, and Tom was doing something that was so secret that he was couldn't talk to anybody about it while he was testifying and arranging. So that was a giant sign. And sometimes in the blacklist, you have to go back and there is this obscure line that one should put a and it happened to me on so many times I cannot even I, I lost track of them. How many times you go back and you find the name line has been there all the time and you just didn't see it. So I, I'm gonna say there I think that there is a period of time and obviously they found the the I, and I agree about maybe they should have been like you know it was so great that we finally just add a couple more lines in there saying well it was great that that you know we. We came together and all that. And I think that did Tom forget that he beat her up? Well, you know what? Tom for 
Tom was lying to Liz and Liz put him in a boat after shooting him three or four times in the stomach and torture him for information. Honestly, the guy is used to it. It's like, okay, well, I lied to my mom. She's going to have me beaten up with some with some, uh, some um, hard balls. She's not going to get her hands dirty. She's going to have the boy do it, you know? It's like what they do. <laughs> okay, hey, one of you boys, beat him up. That's that is that is what the women in his life do. Liz did it here herself, but Scotty had it done. Hey, Solomon was pretty good, and and Solomon, think about it. He fired gunshots into Solomon at close range in his stomach, and then they're like working together. Uh, Solomon showed up his wedding. Well, he was paid to do that. It's his job. Um, and then they're working together. It's in that in that genre that that kind of thing is like. Well, I guess you just like slapped me a couple of times on my wedding. Um, you know that would be for the normal person, or or I don't know. My mom was like really nasty to me on that dinner. You know, for them is hey, she had a Solomon beat me up with a with a, with some balls. I, I get it. And, and and if my theory is correct, and and listen, and Scotty are somehow related, I think it goes in the family, and the man and the family are like whatever. There she goes. I guess I got up well. It was only four months in the boat instead of God knows what. I yeah, you're not going to convince me that that writing was anything it, but subpar. But okay, I will give you that scene. That could have done. That, be done. Scene, no, that that is that is my big one. Is that scene. That's, but, that's where but, I but, say the writing really hit rock bottom in this episode. But but I get but, but for me it was like okay I get what they're trying to say and and Tom but did they failed. See... <laughs> they were trying to say something but they failed. And I, that's, I took that's it my and, issue. I, I I took it and I got it because we also have to see that Tom was really beaten up about the whole thing and and he did see how much Scotty loved him and. It needed more. For yeah, what, it needed for what, more. For the lines that were written, it needed backup. It was lazy writing. It was trying to convey something they weren't taking the time to convey. They didn't have the time. They should have taken a different path. I understand time limits. I understand they're at the end of their run. I get that. I understand they probably don't have more than a season more past this one at the very most. I completely get that. But they should take the time to look at the lines and to write the lines that are needed they have the talent i have a very high bar for this team because i know what they're capable of and that is what gets me moving on i could talk about this all night i've been talking about it for the last two well, days I, the, 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 Dead, I, and i want to say that there are two things that that needed wrap up and one of them was accomplished you know wh whatever you want to say, call it, I, I support, whatever. But I wasn't expecting the wrap-up of Alcyon and Redemption to be more than a few lines. It's all that we were promised. It, we were going to at least know what happened. Um, and but and I think that the rest of the mystery surrounding Tom, who took him, what's a real deal with Scotty, I think we'll that's going to come back. Oh, oh no, 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 we'll that's going to come back. They'll, I get no, I pretty they... much... They will drop well, that. Unless they, Tom's alive. Unless they fake Tom's death, they're going to drop no, that like because a box, that's, bag of rocks. Trust me on that. That is going to come back because remember that Dembe said 
that Tom is lying, that Red is lying to Tom, not just to Liz, but to Tom. So Tom is tied to the to the to the mystery. There is a lot more, and that would have been a lot more with Tom dead in season one, or in season three, or in season four. I will it, go. It back didn't to, matter. I will go back to the same thing that the entire well, not maybe not the entire fandom, but the majority of the fandom, the ones that I speak to at least, um, the ones that I heard from, and then some said back when they faked Liz's death. One of the big reasons the majority of us did not believe she was actually dead was because the secret of who Red was to her didn't matter if she was dead. With Tom dead, the secrets don't matter. His fans, we're done. I mean, we're, we're not nearly as invested as we were in it. Uh, and I get that, but I don't think so because I have clues that tell me that, that Tom and some of the mysteries are are involved in in the series and and i um you know that i'm as opposed to 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 most fans that come from an emotional uh as opposed to to the to the fans that that are invested emotionally i'm i'm not really invested that emotionally like a character but overall what i'm here is for the puzzle and i can tell you the puzzle is there and every every episode that has happened for the last I would say probably 10 episodes that we've had uh, from last season and this season. Every single one of them is telling me that the way I'm reading it is correct. Because the pieces are falling where I expect them to fall. Well, you know, pieces fell where I thought they were going to right up until the fall finale of season five. But I have no emotional involvement. Well, even even with my emotional investment, I was right up until season five. So I'm just saying, well, it, it can change on a dime. You're right until you're wrong. Yeah. We'll and see. So, all right, so, Liz and Red. Let's move to Liz and Red. Uh, I, I found that their scenes, Red was unusually cold uh, in a way. I think he was deadly worried about her. I think that there is reasons for him to be so, so worried. First, he's seeing everything that he had worked to avoid it's happening right there and he had a part in it and the second thing is i think that there is a little concern that liz is going to find out about his involvement and i know that there was something saying well he was okay he gave warnings to tone that to me is bs he he may be okay with himself but that doesn't mean liz won't hold him accountable just because he doesn't yeah. hold himself accountable doesn't mean she won't. And I'm sorry, but she stabbed a pin in his neck when she thought he was involved with the Zamani stabbing. She was, by the way. Yeah. But she, he knows what she's capable of when she's in defense of her husband. Even if he's gone, she's still in defense of her husband. Yeah. Well, and you're getting you're getting to 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 some really interesting things. So, so that's all I had to say. It was it was odd, and and they had a very moving moment when he came to her and, and his voice was cracking like look for the light because this is a theme that we have seen with wrestler we have seen with with liz and the hideous fish and all the stories that it just keeps coming back up and up all the time and i always tell people remember the pictures in season three where that were before the pregnancy happened and tom was the only one in the light um I, I am not going to be a supporter of Red moving forward. I, I came very close to losing it with Kate, and I, at this point, I'm just, I'm done with Red. I, I love Spader. Spader will continue to do his best, and I know he will. But I have 
No, I- I'm just, Red lost me the moment he couldn't defend what was so important about that damn suitcase. That is where he lost me, is the, mm. the, is when he said, when Dembe asked him, why can't you tell her the truth? And he said, I don't know. And Well, we know what, that the reasons then are not real, are not that they're not real. The, it's not about an event or something. It's about his own fear, his own... And, um, and I agree with that, but... The fear fact that, or... The fact that, the, I mean, that was very specifically put in. That, that was yes. intentional writing there. And the fact that they did that made it seem pointless. Whether that was their intention or not, I don't know. But to me, it, and it, I'm not the only one that's came across this way, too, that it felt pointless. It, it's not pointless. It's, it's, uh, and I know what you're saying, and I know where you're going with this. I think that, okay, let me see if I can make this logical. This series is finding out who Red is, and we are using Liz to find out who Red is. And the, and the thing that we started is we, we started with Red as a semi-god and we're starting to peel the layers. And if you remember the photo at the season four, it was, a, you know, the mask is starting to peel off and you can see the real man behind it. And the real man behind it is a man who is incredibly intelligent, but he creates what he fears like everybody else. And everything that has happened, Red has created. And that's what I keep telling people. You have to look at one giant clue that everybody's ignoring about, about, um, um, about 508, which is that is how Berlin found Liz, through his weakness. That's what they were telling us, and we couldn't see what he was saying. He said, I, I follow you. You were like a ghost, and I follow you to nothing until I found you one day, made a connection through your weakness. And that is the blacklist. It's a story about a man who creates what he fears. Oh, no. I, I will never disagree with you that Red just as you said, creates what he fears. I think he's his own worst enemy. And for the longest time, I was with him. I wanted him to overcome that. I wanted him to conquer that. I don't care anymore. I know that sounds terrible. And I am the redemption arc queen. I no longer am invested in Reddington's redemption arc. And I never thought I would see the day. He's not going to have a redemption arc. His only redemption arc possible left at this moment is if one day he just sacrifices himself. That's you know, it, and that was so obvious when he says, um, when he says to Liz, "You left Agnes with Scotty Hargrave, but she shot your wedding," which everybody says. And I'm saying, you don't understand that he shot your wedding because you got in Liz's life. That's how you created that that happened. But Red cannot forgive and forget. Or forgive, forget about forgetting. And he can't even forgive himself. He can't forgive others. He can't forgive himself. He he is just incapable. And you know exactly, if you really look at his character, you know exactly what's happened to Katerina. He is unable to forgive her. He's unable to speak with her because he can't believe what she says. Therefore... All of this is one man who's in a fit because he got really hurt because he cannot forget 
and he cannot forgive the woman he loves because he cannot believe the woman he loves. This, the blacklist has always been this. This is a giant misunderstanding of proportions enormous because of the characters involved in it. And the one thing that Liz is different than Red, to a point because Part of the reasons that she left Agnes with 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 Scotty, part of it is because Scotty, as Christopher Hargrave is not an identity known for Tom, so she's safer there. The second thing is because she told Red a couple times that she, she was abandoned by him. And she's not going to forget that. She may have forgiven him and welcomed him back into his life, her life, but she's not forgiving him. And she did make the comment to... She made sure with Scotty that Scotty was going to take care of her and was going to love her as her own. That that mm. was a very definite thing there. Anyway, okay, so moving on to our last point, which is the big point. Um, so I have this titled in my notes as Home Alone in Alaska, the Murder Edition. Because mm. that is what it was. Like, if this was just, like, a horror movie or a slasher fic in which some lady was in Alaska and these guys broke into her place and tried to convince her, you know, that they were cool and ended up wanting to kill her, I would have been all for everything listed. Like, I mean, I, I cheered for her on this because I kind of, I was really impressed with some of the ideas they came up with. The, uh... You know, crushing up the ice and putting it in the air, cr- crushing up the glass and putting it in the ice. That was kind of a genius. Not going to lie. Um, I, you know, on instinct, I cheered when she, you know, put the lighter down torch and the two guys. torched the guy. There was a lot of, you know, basically blowing people up and, you know, lighting them on fire in this. The, someone's got a pyro, pyro incident there. Um, but regardless, I, I feel like. Considering Tom made a big point in 5A of saying you're a good person, you're not Reddington, you're a good person. Yeah, I feel like he's twitching familiar? in his grave a little bit right now. Um, I, I, hmm. I don't disagree with her killing them. And I also understand at the end of it, I understood that basically she needed to be a ghost and leave. And so she couldn't leave any survivors. I, I get that. I had a lot of mixed emotions on how she responded to it. Okay. I felt I felt like from from Liz's point, I didn't have a problem with it. From the entire setup, I had a lot of problems with it. She's out in the middle of, you know, absolute nowhere Alaska where and nobody bad knows things happened. Yeah, I, and bad things Blackluster 214 made an excellent comment. And for those I, I doubt there's much overlay and you know they're funny i know several people that do but for anybody that watches dirk gently where everything is connected she made that pop off in in tumblr that this is not dirk gently everything is not connected because the the um the uh investigator in dirk gently basically just follows things around the universe directs him that is not what this show is you know it is not magical it is not supernatural Things don't just happen because she happens to be Raymond Reddington's daughter, so obviously danger finds her. It's, I mean, to a degree, th- bad things are going to happen because 
she's the lead star. Things are going to happen. But to be out in the middle of nowhere and have these guys that aren't even looking for her. I was joking with the roomie earlier. I said one of the funniest moments to me in this entire thing that was not at all supposed to be funny was when she's on the walkie-talkie with this dude. And she says, you know, something to the extent of, you know, you were right. You don't know who, my, who I am. I'm not Grace. I'm Elizabeth. And he gave this little gasp like somehow it was some horrible thing that she had lied about her name these are mafia guys i think that it was because he's, he was starting to get the eyes Maybe. more in his well, lungs no that's no that's not the impression i got with the gasp it was this oh my god but you didn't like the episode <laughs> you're looking for things to hate <laughs> yes you are Look, look, look. Which came first, the chicken or the egg? Do you hate the episode because you want to, or do you just hate it because it was crap? Okay, I give you that. You hated it, and and nothing is going to, you're not going to like it. I'm liking it because I'm seeing it from a very different perspective. And my perspective is in two pages of parallels that this was another parallel fest. This this was referenced when this was on the run. You cross into my world, and now bad things are going to find you. So here we have two seasons later. There she is minding her own business. I bet Red was minding his own business too. And bad things happen to him. Bad things happen when you're hiding. It's an energy thing. It's something that happens. Or possibly because if had not she been who she was, she would have been another lady killed in the woods by some person that nobody would have known who she was. That's it. It would have been as simple as that. Um, I, I had no problem with that. That's no more contrived to me than the stew maker or, or uh, it's just, it's just I, no problem whatsoever. I, I just didn't see the point in it. If there had been something in mythology that had tied to it if it had been someone that was you know that had been after tom came after her what you're seeing is you're seeing red story play through liz you have exactly the same circumstances she lives she lives uh agnes because she's afraid somebody's coming after her she spent eight and 10 months in a coma. If you think about it, Red came out of that fire with those horrendous scars. The problem is, and I realize that this is where I'm I'm like getting to like points. It's like, why you don't see it? Because you don't see it like I see it. The blacklist is a house of mirrors and nothing in the blacklist is going to make sense until you turn that one little mirror and then you get to make sense of this much. And then you're going to see another thing and nothing is going to make any sense until you turn another little mirror. And once you start turning the mirrors, the it's like you see another reality that is in front of you. And, and a lot of the, of the problem that I see that people are having with this, it's timeline. A lot of people don't realize that what we're seeing here with Liz and the 10 months in a coma, with Tom killed, with the people that bad people that found, it's all because they don't see it because they haven't turned the mirror of the of the Christmas of the fire and Red's disappearance. 
while you think that the red disappearance is not tied to the fire because it happened, the fire was in 1989 and Katerina disappeared in the first month of 1990 and red disappeared in Christmas of in December of 1990, none of this is going to make any sense. You haven't turned the mirror. Turn the mirror and realize that red disappearance in the fire, it's the same event. It is Russian Orthodox Christmas. And once you realize that he disappeared the night of the fire, that he didn't disappear, he was presumed dead. And even if you don't subscribe to my theory, his wife thought he was dead. He didn't show up. But it's not December. And coming out of that fire, he must have been unconscious or in a burn unit or almost dead for months until he recovered. When he came out of that, Katerina was walked into the ocean, she was gone, he couldn't find her, and he went in a revenge mission. But first, he went to heal, and something horrible happened, just like to Liz, something he wasn't looking for. He was producing a play with, with Goethe in 1991, Cats, and something happened that in 1992, he's trying to be the criminal everybody think he is, and he's trying to survive in that dark world, but he didn't start in that dark world. He was producing plays, and something happened that we haven't learned yet, and we're learning through it. So turn that mirror, and you see what you're seeing. It, it was something that had nothing to do with who he was, but he survived it because he was Raymond Reddington. Liz survived it because she is who she is. And she's worse than Red. She was having fun killing these guys. She's Katerina's daughter. She's Red's daughter. She's worse than both of them together. So that's the point where I'm seeing like people are getting all upset because they don't, they haven't turned it. You have to, you have to find it. And that where you start seeing the parallels. Yeah, that's what, what that Agnes had to go. That's what uh, eventually she's going to find. She's going to go in this, in this dark mission. She's going to start already using her FBI, her roots as an investigator, in order to cover her own crimes. She was able to clean that crime scene. She was able to, um, uh, to, to completely elude. You see, there was FBI investigating her. She's ne they're never going to find her because she can predict what they're going to do. So turn that mirror, and then you're going to end up, and you're going to end up turning another mirror, and it's going to make perfect sense. So that's my rant. Like I said, I mean, at the end of the season, I may have a very, very different look. I mean, I, I would love to hope. And, and I came into the back half of the season hoping beyond hope that they were going to prove me entirely wrong all the fear I, you you heard me over the course of the fall of the winter hiatus i was flopping back and forth like crazy from oh he's back or like he, he is going to come back he is alive and they faked his death and i am certain of it to bloody hell i'm never coming back to this show <laughs> I mean, Tessa spent the entire winter hiatus, I think, wondering, when is Jin going to just leave? <laughs> and it got close a couple of times. Um, but, and I, I'm, I'm at least giving it to the end of the season. Because there is, I have had many a time that these writers have, I have misjudged them and I've gone, you guys suck. And they've proven me wrong. Please, guys. Prove me wrong. Please prove me well, wrong. For example, 
I mean, look at the fact that the dog is called Kate. And what was able to, what was Kate the dog able to do? Just bark and tell Liz that something was wrong. That was all she was able to do and then she got killed. What was the other Kate able to do? Exactly the same. Um, did you notice too that, that Liz is also like going on a hyper? Like Ren and Tom both kill people with knives. Oh, Liz had to use a hatchet. Yep, she's going with an axe, people. Okay, she's so not I, going to do a little knife. I have to comment, because the roomie and I both got such a kick out of the absurdity in it. That last guy that kept swallowing the the eye, or the or uh, glass the whole time, obviously that's not going to kill him very quickly. But, I mean, the man, I believe, if I and correct me if I'm wrong, because like I said, I've only done one watch through. So he swallowed glass the entire time. <laughs> he, he, hang on, he got a hatchet to the gut. No, that was other. Uh, no, there didn't was he, he got a hatchet to the gut, though. The other no, guy got no, no, to the no. chest. I think he got one to the gut. He, no, no, he, no, got, he, he got stuck with something. Because he was holding his stomach at one point. Um, I'm pretty sure he got stuck with the hat or got hit with the hatchet. Majorly injured, got hit in the face with um with chemicals. There was a glass that he kept swallowing. He got hit with something because she had to get away from him. And then she she thought he was dead, went into the, the building... He came after her again after everybody else is dead. At this point, the roomie's going, oh with gasoline. The the roomie goes, "Oh my gosh, zombie." <laughs> so by this point, we were just cackling that this guy cannot die. And so he comes in. As soon as she doused him, I knew exactly what she was going to oh, do. Oh, and I'm just I'm just like someone's got a pyro issue in this this team here. Um. Well, there were tie-ins to the fire, to the night of the fire. Yeah, I guess and at also, least we know Liz um, isn't afraid of fire. She's using it. Whatever. Um, I had. I mean, it was it was great. I I love, but it's it's funny because it Red threatened a guy to light the guy on fire. Right? Remember in season one, he was in, interrogating with a dozen with the um with the vodka and then put the cigar in his mouth and then he says, "Oh, the suspense is oh, killing." Yeah, 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 that guy. Liz actually does it. Rose, two of them. I, I would have been better if she... Well, I guess she did do it with a lighter. So, okay, fair. Yeah, it was perfect. It would have been better if they'd had a cigar. But, you know, hey, you know, you do what you can with what you got. You know, you, your parallels cannot be perfect. Uh, the, Red almost administers a, a lethal dose of something to a guy. Liz actually does it. Um, so, it's like, she is... She's damaged now. When when Tom died, she became a damaged person, and now she's a damaged person who survived. So she knows that she can survive no matter what, and she's getting a lot of pleasure in killing it. She's pretty good at it, and like Red may have been, have some misgivings about killing. I don't think Katerina did. Katerina was like, "Oh, you 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 killed the guy. Oh no, no, oh you exsanguinated. Ah, oh, perfect. Okay, good." Next one, I'll try to make it a little less messy for you, Kate. Um, so it was to me. It was like she's she's like the she's like super bad. We'll see. We'll we'll see where the show goes. Uh, I noticed that the dog uh, had the throat slit, uh, like uh, like uh, Mira. Honestly, I was trying not to look at the dead dog because thankfully I had warning on it, and so that's. When you kill a dog, you're making a point in a TV show because that always hits the audience That's really hard. Part. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that's, everybody freaks out when there's a dead dog. And so I, I had a friend that made a comment about not getting attached to the dog that watched it live. I was like, bloody hell, what are we doing here? And I went, I warned the roomie because the roomie's like, like me. I mean, like just very squeamish over dead animals. And so I said, beware, the dog may not survive this. <laughs> Did you have an, a feeling that the guy in the store that said this was a ghost is Red Sky? No. I had a feeling for it. No. He was wearing plaid. I didn't notice, but to be fair, I don't notice most of the plaid that you notice. Yeah, the guy was wearing plaid, and he was describing List as a ghost, the way Katerina has been described, mm. Vanessa has been described, uh, Red, Berlin has been described as a ghost, um, Leonard Cole has been described as a ghost. Um I have, I mean, it's, it, it was just, um, did you notice a black beanie badass thing? It's like Liz was channeling red in when he was going on the mm. rampage with True. a black beanie. Uh, she, she's done the beanie before though. Uh, when she was out in the woods the time before with the, uh, with the cult, she was in a black mm -hmm. beanie. Mm -hmm. Um, the cabins, there is something in the show about cabins. It was the same cabin. <laughs> We got such a kick out of that that it was the exact same cabin they've used for everything for Kara Kurt, for when Red kidnapped her last season. It's the same freaking cabin. Someone must own it on the team. Like, that's the only explanation. Or somebody. Well, they, they, well, they film it differently, but it, it was awesome oh, the no, way. They, they do. They, they try to turn the camera so that it looks a little bit different, but that fireplace, it's hard to. I mean, it's a very unique looking fireplace. It's hard to, to hide that. It's. It's the same cabin they've at least caricatured and um, and when Red kidnapped Liz, at least. We've had other cabins, well, um, the, 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 but those the are definitely the same. The, the interesting thing for me with those cabins is, like, you have now Dom living in a cabin like that in the woods also, probably not connecting with anybody. Nobody knows his name. He probably pays cash for everything. Uh, he also has a little outbuilding where little secrets are kept uh, under the ground. And Emma is also in a cabin. Red took Carla to a cabin. Um, the Stumaker had a cabin. The cabin where Red loots Kate is like, and, and the hunter guy. You got, there's that theme of, of being hurt like a hunted animal and going to a cabin. Then we have, did you notice that Liz had a record playing? So that is now officially she's now into, because music and, and record playing is, is, is a symbol for grief. So now she's a grieving person. She had, was, she had a record playing. Like, what? huh? What? Haven't you noticed that everybody who had a record is somebody who's hurt or, or mourning? Dom had a piano. Is a record player or a piano? It's a symbol. It's, it's, oh my God, it's so there. Okay, so what is it when they were murdering Tom and they had the record player going? Thank you. That's not mourning. <laughs> that was just death. <laughs> well, that's, it's, a, it's a symbol of, of loss. Okay. All right. That, add it know, into, add it into your music symbols. I, I see, 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 look back and see every character who has been especially associated with pianos or record playing. You got um, the, the crazy guy in the woods. You have uh, Dom had a piano. You had Scotty had a piano. It's, it's like very prominent when we meet her first. Um, there's, there's a symbol of grief. Music is a symbol of grief. 
And interestingly enough, the stewmaker had that. So that's what I think that that story about the farmer, that was a stewmaker. That wasn't red. That's a stewmaker. So that's why he had that cabin and something horrible happened. And that's that grief in the cabin that goes like, together. Um, did you notice like the, the uh, list eating at the cabin didn't like got to like a, 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 a cave thing? Yes, eating in that yes cabin. I, I do definitely agree with that. Is that that entire scene reminded me of Cade in the cabin with the with the uh, trapper? Is that what they called him? Hunter. Yeah. Hunter. The, yeah. He was called Hunter in the. Yeah, in the, I couldn't remember the... exactly what they called him. Did you notice he was holding the gun just like Red and Tom sitting with a gun in in the thigh? There's that's a symbol. That one of those things that Red and Tom share that they sit with a gun in the exact same position, and now Liz was doing it. So now Liz is like stepping. Fully into the the Tom and Liz uh, place. Um, I have a whole list of them. Uh, did you notice a sled with Kate and the hunter when they, she was dragging the guy in a sled, like like a hunter was uh, oh, sliding Kate? That was a sled, wasn't it? No, I didn't yep. notice that, but you're right. Then you know that sit that she was sitting by the bed, just like Lulu was sitting by Red when he was poisoned. Mm, I wouldn't you know, have drawn that the, just because you know the guy was dying and he was sitting next and she was sitting next to the bed. I mean, I wouldn't have drawn that, and but maybe Lulu had Red was dying and there's somebody completely there that is kind of not too sure about who you are and a little uncertain sitting by a gun with a guy like Lulu was. She had got Red's gun in there, um, and. I thought it was a nice thing. Um, did you also notice that that when Agnes is playing on the floor, there is a deleted scene with Kate when she goes back to the to uh, to Sam and she wants to see Liz and 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 Liz is seen on the background playing like paying no attention to them. Yeah, I think that's just kind of a kid thing, but yeah, I can see it. This is like saving somebody in witness protection, like. Like uh, when Red was trying to save Kate's sister. So this is tying a lot to Kate. You got the dog named Kate. You got the witness protection uh, like uh, like Kate's sister was. Um, Liz described as a ghost as uh, going back to Katerina Rostova to all these people there. Describe a ghost and um, hitchhiking. When she's hitchhiking like Kate and, and trying to get a lift. It was just like Kate. Walking through the woods and nobody stopped. They they stopped for for Kate, but they didn't stop for this. Yeah, well, just, apparently, she, apparently she got back to DC. All right. Yep. Apparently walking. Um. There's a lot of plaid. There's a the the guy saying at the store there was plaid. There was plaid on the blanket she used to cover the hurt man. Did you notice that she only could hear the Russians? In the radio. I thought it was a great way of introducing the Russian theme. I didn't think about Alaska. it. At, I didn't think about it at the time, but yeah, you're right. They were only Russians. <laughs> they were all they were just the Russians on the radio. That's all she could hear. She could only hear her background. She could only really hear who she really is. Um uh, the mirrors, did you know the mirror in the cabin? There were there was a mirror and she kept they kept Putting in there, and it, it was great. Uh, the the fire, the the uh, the way she kills with water, the child in danger. Agnes is sent there. It was. I mean, I honestly thought it was a fantastic episode in terms of the parallels and the symbols. Um, 
they talk about Christmas gifts, so is that bringing another one of the Russian themes because St. Nicholas is the uh, patron saint of Russia? And she dropped the, the, the witness protection guy like she dropped the Copinelli matchet at the hospital and, and saved his life. And uh, I bet uh, that they are starting, um, they're starting to to go into like Liz can predict the FBI because she knows what they are. So exactly what Reddy's doing. And the reasons why I always said, that's why they had wrestler in the Reddington task force because he was predictable. Reddington would never have been ca caught by wrestler, but they took Gail out of the task force because Gail would have, he could get into Red's mind. So he had to get out. So I think Red, what Garvey had on Red and Gem is that Red is actually protected by the FBI in more ways than one. How would, so that, that's what it, how would that be seen in a pile of bones, human remains? Who do you because, think it is? Because I think that the person who's in there, who is Katarina's third target, was actually an FBI guy. Or if it's not FBI, it's Navy or intelligent. Somebody that would expose that Red is actually being protected. By the, the, because he wants to control Red's power, and Red's power actually coming from being a criminal. If he's not a criminal, which is the same theme that was in 311, he had to protect his reputation. And that, that might be fair for Garvey's point of view, but it doesn't... To be fair, Red doesn't know why he's hiding it from Liz. He's hidden so much from Liz, at this point he's just hiding everything. It's, because I think that what he's hiding is that this man left her to die, and this man was... The, the, the father that she actually grew up with and she that was so horrendous for her that he just started lying and now he can't stop I think if that were the case it would have been a different line with Dimbe why he doesn't know why he's doing it he I started know, but... it he can't stop Maybe. Like, that I agree with, that he's stirred and he can't stop. But if it were to, the original point were to protect Liz, I think that it would have been worded differently with Dembe. Because I think that he would know. That he would hold on to like a lifeline. Because, because that that is the original goal. That was his, that was what he started with, was to protect Liz. And so if that protected her in any way, emotionally, physically, psychologically, I, anything, he would hold on to that and say it protects Elizabeth. Hold on. Look now at Liz. You, would you say that Liz's motivation in getting and in, in avenging Tom death is actually keeping Agnes safe? Or would you say that is actually just coming from a place that is what she wants, what she needs? Um, it depends. If the people would legit come after Agnes... Yeah, it might keep her safe. I think that the driving I think that the driving need for it is Liz. Yes, there you go. So that's why Red cannot properly say that he was protecting Liz because the moment that he killed that guy and left him to rot and after Liz married Tom went and got the, the bones and buried them in that suitcase or allowed Kate to bury them in that suitcase, um, in, in the farm when they had had a nice moment. I think at that moment, it wasn't about protecting Liz. He just couldn't stop. He Because I think underneath it all, there is shame. Shame that he, because he 
It was exciting. Look at what the way Katerina describes the affair with Red. Exciting, frivolous. They were actually having a great time playing this this game they were playing. And in that game was Liz involved, Liz going from one father to another father with her mother. And I think that Katerina was trying to prepare Liz for the, for the life that was hers. And I think that he allowed it. And I think there is a deep shame about it. And shame is a and shame is an emotion that is very hard for a man like Red to to acknowledge. Maybe. So that's all. That's oh, I said one more thing is Liz saying um Liz saying oh she didn't know who we were and I do think that she didn't know that Tom was Christopher but she certainly knew that she was Masha Rostova and Liz. So I think that and Red Faye was like okay I'm not gonna answer that one. So I thought it was interesting that the way that they play that. Let's see what happens when she thinks, when she realizes that Scotty knew perfectly well who she was and still attack her wedding because Rostov has some dirt on her. From where I'm standing, it makes perfect sense. The whole, everything that has happened makes perfect I, sense. You know, I, I was talking to a friend earlier and... I think I agree with her that it just comes down to where I see this show going with the dark ending. It The statement she made was that it puts such a cloud on everything else that it just feels pointless. And that's that's kind of where I'm at right now. It, it may be different in the end. And that's one reason I'm sticking it out is because there's a small part of me that still hopes it's different. But it's... Prepare for the worst, or hope for hope for the best, and prepare for the worst. At this point, I'm kind of just so emotionally beaten down by this show, and there hasn't been th there's been no emotional give on it recently. I mean, it if they think that the happy moments between King Squared are going to placate a bunch of people that enjoyed that, and then they brutally murder him and take her happiness. That's that's but not it, an understanding of the audience, in my opinion. But not of not of the not of the audience are shippers. I think that the the rest we'll of see. the audience will be perfectly fine. We'll see because every time and I so I read in some of the um, articles that they were saying that you know that was that's going to strengthen her relationship with Ray, and I'm like, oh boy, here we go. She's going to end up even killing Red or something because that's the only reason they're going to make something strong and perfect is because they're going to break it down. That, that's <laughs> In this thing. genre, that's what it means. Mm. It's like, you know that when the spy finds the woman and they had a lovely time and he falls in love, you know, it's like, oh, no, you're so dead. I see this. Ryan did a fantastic interview. It wasn't very widespread. Um, I think it was out of Mexico City, I want to say. Um, I, I have a gift. I enjoyed it so much, I gifted the interview, which I never do. Um, but it was a discussion about... The, the part that I liked was the discussion on Tom choosing to be Tom. And one of the things that he said was that this was a show about identity. And I agreed with him at the time, and, and up until very recently, I still agreed with him. And that's what I saw moving forward, was that this show was about a woman whose father 
had given up everything, including basically his own soul, to protect her and had gone wrong. That he had given up so much that he almost lost his, well, no, he did lose his way, trying to protect her, putting so much into it that he lost his ability to do that because you can't predict and do everything. And I saw her, and in tangent, because of her, Tom as well, as people that had a choice in front of them, that had to choose identity, who they were, who they wanted to be, where they came from, who they were today, and who they wanted to be. And you and I have talked a lot about this, about because we, we discussed in, in depth multiple times the what we both considered the end of the season Keen Squared Wedding. You said that you believed it'd be Christopher Hargrave and Elizabeth Reddington. And you and I disagreed about that on multiple occasions that I think, or I thought, that it was going to be Tom choosing to be Tom and Liz choosing to be Liz because that's, that's who they found themselves as. It's Liz dropped the perfect FBI agent as Elizabeth Keene, Tom found that he actually did want a family and built a family as Tom Keene, and that they chose and really found themselves through that, and that they would be better than the generation that came before them. And in in that, would pave a way for Agnes to be even better moving forward. That, that to me, was where I saw this show going. You know what? John has every right to do whatever the hell he wants with this show. He's getting paid for it. He got the okay on it. He got the clearance. As long as they give him airtime, whatever, man. But that is not where I saw this going. It is a... If it is this fatalistic show that Liz is red and she can't escape that and that she can't that everything she held dear is taken from her at the end of this, at the end of five-plus seasons, that is not the show that I personally signed up for. And that, the, the whole point is, from the conversation my friend and I were having, that that darkens the outlook on where we're at, especially after four, four and a half seasons of truly believing it was a hopeful and better ending of a generation choosing to be better. Because, I mean, let's face it, in the world we live in, we hope the next generation's better and the next generation's better. We hope that we make the choices, each generation, that our parents couldn't for whatever reason. And that, that's a hope for humanity. Whether it happens or not, that's still a hope. And that's really what I saw in a show about identity, about choosing who you are. I guess either I was wrong or we'll see by the end of the show. But that's, that, that is where I'm coming from on it. And I think a lot of people are having that struggle right now, especially a lot of the people that have left. Because a lot of people have. At least well, a, a, a lot of of of, of this, uh, and 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 you you will tell me if you have seen a lot of people saying that they would leave that they were not shippers. I said in the fandom. I I don't know. Yeah. I don't know a lot of people that watch otherwise because I'm I'm a nerd. Most of my friends. No, are no, 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 shippers. <laughs> I'm, talking, I'm talking about shipping. Most I'm talking, most, most people... fandom people are shippers. 
Okay. You were an oddity. Most fandom people tend to ship one way or the other, especially in this particular fandom. I can count on one hand the people I know that don't loudly ship what they do. There you go. In this fandom. I could have I could have told you that that was uh and, and that's what I always said the king uh the king two are the ones that are probably going to be happier that we'll end up happier at the end of the season and I never meant it as like oh they're going to get everything they want they're just going to get something but um if you come into a, this kind of show thinking that you're going to get that I think that you know that there, there might be a reason for or a, not a reason there may be a hope that Agnes is better but the theme of the show is secrets put people in harm's way that is and that was said by Tom secrets put people in harm's way but the point of 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 a show and the genre is that the people who become spies and survive as such are do so because they are inclined to keep secrets to manipulate use and do all the things that are necessary to thrive in it and people who live like that cannot live in the light it's you can't have both it doesn't happen espionage is a very dirty business it's also what keeps us safe is been going on for all the time. And if you think about another character who expressed the same, some of us have to live in the dark so others live in the light. So that is it. It's not fatalistic. It's just that's who they are. And will Agnes be different? Only if she chooses to. But Red, not until they... And I bet that at one point Liz is going to come back and her choice is going to be do I take Agnes and breed her myself or I leave her in this happy ignorance pretending that if she doesn't know who I am then she's going to be a different person she won't because it's who she is that's that's what it's not a dark story it's not a story without hope it's that it's a story about when character becomes something that you can escape because it's who you are it doesn't matter how many choices you make Tom was making choices and at the end, what did he do? He reverted to who he was. He kept a secret from Liz, and that secret killed him. It, with the best intention, he was not set up to do that. He was not trying to mislead her. He was not done uh, with malicious in intent. He was just trying to get away from red secret. He kept a secret himself, and that's what happened. And that's what they will all do because it's who they are. Well, we'll see. We'll see at the end of the show how it pans out, and you and I may just have a different opinion on hope. On, I'm I'm not because I'm not a romantic. I never had an a, a, a you know I don't I don't define hope as we're going to um to you know be who we are not. I think that there's limits. And maybe, you know, I'm far more fatalistic than a lot of people are. And I think that there is not there is not a point about being sad or or last of hope. There's also like what Red has is finding the joy in the little things that you can being who you are. We'll see. I mean, like like I said, I think you and I have very different opinions on what a hopeful ending is for this okay. show. Now, you're let not me ask you. Convince me to have a 
different opinion on a hope no, 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 no. Okay. No, 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 no. What I'm asking is, after hearing what I had, the way I see the episode, did you, did, did you at least feel that you could look at it a little different, or none at all? Or just I could ask you the same, different. but I already know the answer, so I don't know why it would bother. <laughs> Fair enough. How about you? Because I liked it and you didn't. Oh, I hated and I did it. So this is a rumbling. <laughs> I hated the show. <laughs> I will probably continue to. Oh, I hope I don't. I hope that they eventually figure it out. No, the the writing bothered me too much. I, it's not going to be a favorite. It it will never be a favorite of mine. I, I I had one friend that what was it she said that it was endure not enjoyed to get to the to the rest of the season rest of the back half of the season or something along those lines and I was like yeah that's, that's fair <laughs> it's I it's clouded for me right now the entire show has been clouded in this deep dark horror that they've either decided to go down and maybe they decided it from the get-go who knows but that was always a, that was always planned. you she think was it was but you're the only person i've ever spoken to that thought that way <laughs> i mean you may be the lone person know. that was right but you were the only person i've spoken to that feels that way <laughs> And I've spoken and to I'm quite probably, a few people. And I'm probably <laughs> the one that has the, the, the rate of more things predicted right. See, you keep saying that, but I had a pretty good prediction rate. I don't ta- I don't flaunt it, but I did. I had people, because I did it very subtly. I made small comments, a lot of times in private, and I wrote fan fiction. And but I yeah, had... but you, but you, 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 got, you got the keen spot right. I mean, you my got, point, you got, you, you were unbelievable is, with Tom. I, I, I absolutely relied on you to, to get my Tom right. Because I'm sometimes I wouldn't fandom now. be reading it right. <laughs> I am huh? absolutely pointless in this fandom now. I'm here to be the bitter individual. That's my point now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to me, it's a, it's a, as I said, to me, it's a matter of general. I love the, the episode. I thought... I thought that, that Megan Boone did a terrific oh, job. I, I will say that. Megan was phenomenal in it. Megan was and top-notch. She, I mean, she had this like little expression where she was killing the guy. She was enjoying it. Oh, she's gotten better and better as time's gone on. I mean, she, she started pretty good, but she's gotten very good. I mean, she's worked with some great <laughs> actors. I'm sure she's learned from them. And just doing the job, you learn a lot about yourself, no. about how to do it about how you want to be and so no she she has spent four and a half years on this set as elizabeth keen and she is just she's very good at what she does i will yeah. say that as much as i disliked the episode megan was good in it kudos to megan look i found I, something I, positive see good <laughs> i had that at the beginning well <laughs> i know um, anyway it, on that note <laughs> I think we've about ripped this one to shreds. <laughs> well, you've ripped it to shreds. I happen to like it. And I happen to think that I always knew this was going this way. Um, I never expected it to to get, you know, to be different. Because I know this was a, it's a battle for Liz's soul. And at the end, you I always refer people to Lena's Krill. 
the more time you spend with your parents, the more you're going to find about yourself. Will she be able to change the mold? We will not have known until she were in exactly the same circumstances as Red. Because before, it was blah, blah. She was not making anything different. What she did, well, um, Tom, Red may have never talked to Katerina if she's alive and he knows where she is, or if my theory is correct. Uh, Liz shot the guy and tortured him in a boat for four months. So they, I mean, he, she's worse than Red. Red didn't get to do that with Katerina. Liz is, is, is very different. She's, she's worse than him. So I wasn't ever thinking that, oh, she's going to be much better than Red. No, she's, she's Katarina's daughter, too. And we haven't met Katarina except in memories. Remember when she appeared in Rec Room and everybody was like, oh, my God, she's this a little bitchy woman here. She's no, cold. I, she's I manipulative. Huh? I loved her there. <laughs> but she was manipulative. She was pretty crazy. I, I've always, like, in every incarnation that we've seen of Kat, I've, I've really liked her. And so, I don't know. Maybe I do I'm just too. twisted. Um, I do too, but I don't think that she's a good person. Oh, no. I never said she was. But she oh. she's a twisted soul. But that doesn't mean I don't like her. She's delightful. The way she bashed that head, uh, that guy's head in, in, in Red Hallucination, that was beautiful. She was going in with abandonment. Anyway, all right. Um, have we about run this course? I think we have, and uh, and after uh, ingesting all that wine and the port, um, we're still talking to each other. That's a positive. <laughs> I told you, I'm not angry at you. I'm angry at the show. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, welcome back from hiatus. Whether you hated it or loved it, here we are. And um, we will uh, we'll see you next week. We are on Facebook, on Tumblr, and on Twitter. Please feel free to leave us a message. And you can catch the show on SoundCloud, iTunes, and YouTube. And I want to do a little shout out to all the people who have written to us in Tumblr. And we've answered them in Tumblr. But if you have something that you want us to cover, please tell us so. Yes. So we have heard from several people in uh, on Tumblr and a couple on Twitter as well. Um, so, hi, guys. We love you. Please talk to us. We, we do respond back um, for the most part, unless we miss it. And sorry. Don't. Um, we try not to. <laughs> And so there have been a couple of times on Tumblr that Tessa and I are answering the exact same question at the exact same time. That's always fun. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, until next week. See you week. next week, guys. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. bye.